This Fab FM podcast is proudly brought to you by Bendigo Bank, Port Douglas and Mossman. Offering a full range of competitive banking products and technology you'd expect from a big bank with the personal service and care you'd expect from us. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Joining me in the studio now, I have Bruno Bennett from Protect Our Paradise Community Group. Firstly, Bruno, welcome. Thank you. Before we start to workshop this a little bit, let's find out who Protect Our Paradise Community Group is and what's your gripe. Okay. Uh, Well, thanks for the opportunity, Paul. Protect Our Paradise is a group of concerned local residents. Uh, We're growing in number quite a bit since we started off as a small group, basically at the end of Macrosson Street down near Four Mile Beach on the Esplanade. So a lot of resort managers, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of permanents around that area, and I guess as we've grown, they are people uh, throughout the Douglas Shire, and maybe uh, quite a few people that are regular visitors here. Our gripe is in concern with a couple of applications that have come through to the Douglas Shire Council. Uh, the first of which was a, an application for a pretty major resort development at the end of Murphy Street. Uh, it's overlooking Four Mile Beach and the access is planned through Jalen Park. Uh, for locals, they'll understand, I think, uh, all, all of those sort of directions. Uh, the second application is actually around um, handing over by the Douglas Shire back to the state government, Jalen Park itself, uh, which is a bit of an integral part of that uh, development up on Murphy Street. So you don't want the development there? That's a good, it's a good question. Um, the, sh- the short answer to that is no, we don't want the development, certainly in its current form. Uh, it's completely outside of the current town plan. Um, our concern primarily at this stage is actually around Jalen Park, Uh, and the process that has uh, occurred uh, through the Douglas Shire Council, uh, which ultimately could see the park um, basically benefit a private developer. uh, And so they're kind of one in the same. They're definitely linked together, the two applications. So Jalen Park, Jalen Park, you believe could be taken over and lost to the community. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Okay, let's be, let me first be a devil's advocate here. Uh, what's your business here in town? Ah, well, that, and that, I probably should have declared that at, at the outset. I'm, I'm one removed, if you like, from where this development will sit. Uh, we'd be a diagonal neighbour, if that makes sense, where Coral Sea Villas, 68 Macrossan Street. Um, so we, we'd definitely be impacted in a number of ways by the development. So uh, you provide accommodation. Uh, other members of your group do. So on the uh, on the surface anyway, it would look like you want to eliminate the competition here. Um, f- funnily enough, in Port Douglas, we're not really big into that, Paul, into the competition element. We more tend to help yeah, each one, other out. One, one could see that as oh, saying, absolutely. well, hey, you're trying to knock off the competition before they even get here. Uh, what we'd like to do is, if I can kind of be a bit funny here is knock off a couple of stories on top of the uh, potential opposition but no no I think there's always going to be a development in that location in fact there was an approved application for six uh, townhouses and somehow that's now ended up to you know 34 units um, look there's there's always going to be development we we like development uh, development's not a bad word for our group uh, it certainly isn't 
Uh, we'd love to see um, a number of areas around Port Douglas developed. It's a pretty sensitive site, this one, and we just think that the development that's proposed is is uh, is ridiculous, to be honest. You have been painting a picture on your social media pages, your website, Facebook, etc., that this is a seven-storey building, but in actual fact, it's not a straight seven-storey building. It's uh, it's layered, if you like. Yeah. But it adds up to seven storeys. Is that a major issue with you guys? think it should be a it's a major issue for us and i think it should be for the total community even though it's laid into flagstaff hill there i bought some pictures and they're not much good on radio i don't think no but i think most people can go and find those on your website we'll give that later but but i think we get the idea of i think a lot of people have seen the development uh you know artist impression already it's it's yeah it's mammoth um Seven storeys is a bit of a concern. It has to be layered into the hillside there. I mean, that makes sense. I think generally, you know, the advice we have from a number of professionals and and some of those some of those professionals would prefer not to be named it's a pretty sensitive issue this one and it's a small town port douglas it's a seven-story building it's certainly layered um they've done a they've done a decent job of layering it but they haven't done a decent job in in meeting the town plan and i guess if i could if I could talk about that for a moment, if you walk along Murphy Street, which we often do, it's actually amazing the number of blocks along there that aren't built and developed on, especially on that top side. And they could, you know, th- this is going to set a precedent if it goes ahead. Uh, and if it does, if it does go ahead, well, then there'll be more of these buildings along Murphy Street, and and there'll be more of these buildings everywhere in the Douglas Shire. And that's going to really change what we've currently got here and what we really enjoy. And I think that would be a concern to most um, Douglas Shire residents. Okay, we'll get uh, into more about that soon. We're talking with Bruno Bennett from Protect Our Paradise Community Group. Now, you're displaying on uh, social media your group, the opposition to this development, obviously, and you're saying it's continuing to grow following recent comments made by Mayor Michael Kerr in support of this development application. What is it that the Mayor said that you are not happy with? These comments were made on on, uh, Fab FM, uh, and they're around this they're around this kind of confusing element of the council meeting that happened in December where basically the mayor's saying look the the council have should have been aware of the development application so this seven story building if, if I can put it that way uh, when they made the vote on Jalen Park so well actually they didn't uh, have the vote on Jalen Park or Jalen Park they didn't have that they had a vote on whether they would support the developer going to the state government to close a state government department of of transport road not not the actual park but actually that section of road well i'm i'm not sure what you're saying there paul is actually correct and this is another one well i was at the meeting and i i I interviewed the mayor about it okay and and that's fair enough and the mayor continually says this that it was the developer making the application to the state government and we don't believe that's true. I think it's... Hang on. Whoa, this is a big one. You're, you're saying that the developer is not making application to the state government to close that section of road in there. Sorry, what I'm saying is that the actual application to state government, the actual application to state government was made by council. Certainly the developer, 
certainly the developer wanted that application to be made. He needed it to be made to be able to get access through the park and take over some of the community land there for the construction. But he himself, he himself did not make the application to the state government. That was made through the mayor and the CEO and the councillors, in effect, voting yes, unanimously, they would proceed. I was at those meetings, and as I understand it, right up to the present time, and speaking to councillors and the mayor and, you know, other people in council, all that vote was to give a green light for the developer to make application to the state government to close that road. What you're now saying to me is you believe the council is making application to the state government, not the developer. What I am actually, and look, let's, is that right? Or? Let me put it. Let yep. me put it this way. In effect, those two applications were absolutely linked. The reason why the council was asked to close. To, to, sorry, hand back the management of Jalen Park back to the state government was because of the development. Let me make that point. Now, in this case, in this case, why weren't the councillors told in December about such a massive development and the requirement, the requirement for Jalen Park to be to be made available to the developer for access? And I think this is the point that is actually being missed in all this. The rest of the land is in bushland, as I understand it, and Jalen Park will not be affected. Well, we would argue otherwise. Okay, fine. All right, we'll sort that one out at some stage. Um, and now, you say on social media that the Mayor supports this development, that... Uh, Look, that could have been taken out of context because I, I can tell you now that I have spoken to the mayor on several occasions and he says he supports all sensible development. Now, I'll just play you a little bit about what he says. I'm no planning expert. I don't know what sits and what doesn't sit. That is why we have planners. So the planners will do their report. They will give it to the councillors and that's how this works. Everyone has an opportunity to put things into council and for it to be assessed in a legal, appropriate manner. And that's all I want. I don't want a, you know, these are technical, you know, and they need to be put to council and council needs to make a proper decision with the legal background that planners have. And, you know, a fair and just result will come from that. Fair go for everybody. Your thoughts? Well, our thoughts are... And if I can take a little bit of time to answer this one, Paul, we've met. We met with the mayor. We've met with the town planners. We've met with just a bit. We've met with all the councillors. Uh, we've met with state government bodies and the Department of Main Roads. We've had to do our homework on this one. And one of the reasons we've had to do our homework is that the development application does not permit any community input. So they're going to build this building, which people can see on the website it that that has not been resolved that will come back to council following staff going through this so when you're saying they're going to build it or they're going to be built it or a decision is going to be made without any community consultation zero so there's no opportunity unless we or other parties decide to take the council to court now we also felt that then, and we're, I guess, having an argument about exactly what happened at that December council meeting, there was almost an opportunity, if that original vote had have stood, 
that there would be no community consultation on the parkland. And so we get to a position where we have no say in what's happening in terms of something which we believe was clearly breaking the town code and at any rate really didn't give us any opportunity for a say. And I think that's at the core of where our concerns lie. Okay, now we get to Jalen Park or Jalen Park. Now, you've put up on social media that, uh, and this is what you state, you say that there is local concern of the loss of Jalen Park, Jalen Park, as a community asset. Do you believe that? Absolutely. It'll be gone? As in its current state, obviously. Okay, let's hear the Mayor. Well, I have not seen any thread of evidence or documentation and I've gone through the plans that were put up on the council website that show that Jalen Park is being touched. So absolutely, Jalen Park's not being eaten up by this development. The only place that he's, he's asked to purchase off the state government road reserve, which is adjacent to his property, which is in currently in bushland. It's nothing to do with Jalen Park. <laughs> well, the comment about the bushland's an interesting one. It's it's uh, at the moment it's community bushland. Let me put it that way. Jalen Park itself, the driveway in at the moment is totally unsuitable for to service 34 units. Uh, much of the uh, development application for the resort is around their traffic management, talking about the number of vehicles in and out. The roadway will be widened. We have the details on that. And the parking facility in that park will... What the, what the development application is saying is it will still be available, but we are of an understanding from, uh, from other expert sources, if you like, that that park will be lost to the community because most of the park will be taken up by residents in the 34 units and also visitors and staff. Well, the mayor clearly says Jalen Park will not be affected. So you're saying what he's saying is incorrect. That's right. All right. You also say that if this development is approved, it will set a precedence. Quote from your website, once built, this development will open the floodgates for other developers to build high rises throughout the Shire from the Daintree along our northern beaches through to Oak Beach. A bit over the top. A little bit over the top, but it's possible. And we've had some people from Newell Beach saying, why not? I mean, This is the question here, and one of the things we would talk about, Paul, is why people come to Port Douglas, why they come to live here, and why they come to holiday here. And it's funny, I think part of the reason they come here is for what's not here. And the things that aren't here is high-rise buildings, traffic lights, and fast food. And we've always heard that, all the locals have heard that. As soon as you build something like this, it's the thin edge of the wedge. And anyone that would argue otherwise, I think, is um, is really denying what's going to be ine- inevitable. Well, once again, we'll go to the mayor talking about precedence. And he says that is a load of garbage. Let's have a listen. I have asked the staff numerous occasions on this because it has concerned me. And I keep getting told there is no such thing as a precedent in planning. Any planning application is looked at and assessed on its own merit. Now, one example I have used to people, if you look at the Coconut Grove building, I mean, Coconut Grove expands to five levels. If precedents were in place, there's no way we could stop any building to go to five levels the same as what the Coconut Grove has, which isn't the case. 
No precedence. Well, there hasn't been a lot of building in Port Douglas since Coconut But do you understand what the Mayor's saying? There's no precedence, and, and, and what you've done there is a bit of a scare campaign that if this is approved, floodgates open, we're going to get all these high-rise all over the place, when in actual fact there's no precedence set and every single development is assessed on its own. The current... The current uh, developer, uh, Tim Gurner, doesn't own that block of land. He doesn't own the block of land. He's put in an ambit claim to build a seven-storey building. He's had somehow or other the zoning of that block changed from residential one, which allowed six units, to now build 34 units on it. It has no community consultation. Now, it hasn't been built yet, but I would say to you, wow, there's a bit of progress for a developer that wants to move ahead and build something that is currently completely outside of the town plan. Scare campaign, yes, but is it, could it happen? Absolutely. Precedence, town plan being broken, your words, not mine. Uh, is I mean, really, is anything broken? I mean... There are experienced council staff dealing with this. Don't you trust the council staff to stick and adhere to the town plan? Well, that's an interesting one, Paul, because my information right now is that the current town planners, and in the Mayor's words, very, very capable and well-educated people, have knocked this application on its head. What do you mean by knocked it on its head? I think it's. I think it won't be proceeding as it is now. And for the very reasons that I've been discussing with you... Well, that would make you guys happy. Not completely. Not completely. Because um, I think this is a bigger picture than what we're looking at now. And we, it gets back, Paul, to, the, to what we are talking about earlier. The town plan and what we as a community are willing to have built in the Douglas Shire. Now, I'll put it back to you. Can, can I just, uh, just stop you for a second? Just, just, just back up a little bit. I was asking you about these experienced town planners within the council. And I said, did you trust them? And you said, oh, the plan's broken. But in the same breath, you said you don't believe this will go ahead because of those intelligent town planners. So doesn't the system work? My concerns are also, as I said, around the parkland and around the... No, 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 but please answer that question. Okay, well, my concerns are the enthusiasm. You've you've contradicted yourself, really, because you said the town plan is broken, and yet these people, the town planners, experienced people at the council, will knock this on the head because of that very town plan. Okay, let me go... So you're saying the system works. What, What I'm concerned about here is why... Why has it progressed the way it's progressed? And I'll go back to that December council meeting. Why have we got to a point where I think the reason why the town planners have made a decision they have is because of community outrage? That's why I think the decision's been made. Not because of the town plan? I'm not sure about that. I haven't got the detail of that yet. But what we've seen here is a process that has been... Um, unreasonable and not in the best interest of the community and very much one where the community has been it's been very difficult to have a say so I'm I haven't if I turned around now and said have I got confidence in the town planners and that I think that's the question you're asking I haven't I haven't got 
confidence in this process. And I'm not sure, obviously, the process is finished. There's an opportunity for the developer to come back and, and review and do whatever. I'm still not sure because at the outset, and you said the mayor is very enthusiastic about all development, but some developments I would have thought you would look at and you would say, you would be able to come up with some sort of assessment whether it was appropriate for the Shire, and I would argue this is one of those. But still, just going back to that, you said you'd, you've just said you don't have confidence in the town planners at council. You, you've just said that. Okay. But at the same time, you said it, they, they sort of turned this thing on its head and they, you don't believe it'll be approved. Once again, doesn't the system work? I, look, I think if, if, if I'm going to go down the track that you're suggesting here... No, I'm just asking you, that's what you said, and I'm trying to work out why you would say you, <laughs> you, you don't think it works when in actual fact it does. If this development not, does not go ahead in its current state, if there's no access provided through the community park, then the process works. Right. Absolutely. What I'm still concerned about is how that process has been delivered over the last six months. I think there are questions there. Now, we could get to the end of this and the developer says, no, this is all too hard, throws his hands up in the air, the park the park access is denied and everyone walks away. And I think what you're trying to suggest or what you'd like me to say is that I should be happy 100%. No, I don't want you to say anything. I want you to say your words and I, I just want you to say what you believe. Well, what I believe is the system, yes, has worked, but the process through the system, I think there are a number of questions that should be raised and need to be raised. You believe in council there are a few problems in the cogs and wheels Absolutely. of That's what you're suggesting? I'm, I'm suggesting that and I'm suggesting that it's okay to be in favour of development, but to, to give it 100% support, to give it every green light you can, to give it every opportunity when clearly there are issues. There are certainly issues that I think people would realise occurred around the fact that there was a unanimous vote by councillors in December to support the handover of the park back to state government and then that decision was reversed. You weren't at that council meeting. No. You're an intelligent man. I think I'm reasonably intelligent. And what I got out of that meeting was that it was basically a green light for the developer to approach the state government over a section of road there, not Jallon Park. Yet you seem to say, and you said earlier in this interview, you believed it concerned Jallon Park and not that little section of road to get in. They need, the developer, in my opinion, this is only my opinion, I have no uh, qualification, but what I've seen is the developer needed all of Jallon Park. He needed All Jall of it? Well, he needed Jallon, I mean, he needed as much of Jallon Park as he could get. We're talking about... 34 units, we're talking about holiday-led apartments. I've got 10 in my complex. I know how many people come in and out on a day. I know how much the driveway is used. I know in a 34-unit um, development that also includes bars, restaurants and swimming pools, how much parking is required for staff. Um, 
I mean, that park as it stands now was going to be lost to the community. There's, there's parking, there's playground equipment, there's a, yep. a little water fountain. It's the entrance to the walkway around the point. Yes. Uh, well, that's what the mayor says will not be touched. And it's, a, and it's an access point for, um, for pedestrians. It's the main access point for pedestrians going to the Four Mile Beach. And you believe the developer will eat that up? I will have a severe impact on that. Certainly okay. there, there's going to be more than one driveway in. There's a driveway in, there's a driveway out. This is all detailed on the development plans. Again, I guess if we get back to the point we were talking about before, this process can all roll out and there'll be a decision made one way or another. And some people will walk away and be disappointed because the development hasn't gone ahead. And some people or walk away and I'll be one of those and be really happy because I'm scared about the precedent it will create and the fact that we're losing that little park. We haven't got too many of those. We certainly certainly haven't got too many of them down along the Esplanade. And what, I, what I'm most concerned about, Paul, in this is that none of the councillors knew one bit of this when they voted in December. Not, and the mayor, who's their leader suggested that was their fault they need to keep up to speed if i'm leading a group of people who are running the douglas shire i would be making sure they are informed about a decision like this which was clearly going to be at some times a little bit controversial my concern is about the process that's occurred i've met with all the councillors we've met with the mayor and a whole range that we've met with the town planners uh, we're probably more up to speed on this than most people. Certainly when, when we met with the councillors, we were way more up to speed than they, than they were. They knew nothing about what was happening. Okay, before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you this, and it's a question I have to ask you. You've really had a swipe at the current mayor. Uh, it kind of smacks of a bit of a political campaign against Michael Kerr. Your answer to that? I voted for the mayor. I've known the mayor for quite some time. He's done wonderful work around the community, uh, as everyone knows, with the Clink Theatre, which my wife and I are very closely involved with, uh, Paws and Claws, um, a very nice, affable gentleman. I think there's been an error of judgment specifically around this development and the park. I'm glad you said that because, look, we've had enough of uh, misinformation floating around the joint with a, a variety of groups in the Douglas Shire, and I didn't, I, I didn't want to put your group in amongst all of that. Yeah, and this is not a, um, this is not a personal attack on the Mayor. I, I hope people realise that. Certainly people that know me would realise that. Let's just get our processes right here. Let's make sure the community know what's going on. We're a very small community... And I think we love our... It's a funny one, the whole development here, the word development. It's not a nasty or, or uh, you know, a bad word for me. But I think this one is one that, uh, you know, they didn't get quite right. Good place to stop. Bruno, Bennett, thank you for coming in. Thank you, Paul.